Hello, this is Nikta from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of June. India reported its biggest ever single-day jump of novel coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours. With a little less than 16,000 fresh cases and 465 deaths, the total number of COVID-19 infections today crossed the 4.5 lakh mark to reach 4,56,183. This includes a total of 14,476 deaths. However, even as there has been a continuous surge in the number of cases, the total number of recoveries continues to be higher. Today, the recovery stood higher than the total active cases by a margin of 75,662. Among the 10 states with the most number of cases, Delhi is growing at the fastest rate. The city has reported a total of 66,602 cases. At the current rate, within a few days, Delhi is likely to overtake Mumbai as the city with the maximum caseload. The national capital already overtook Tamil Nadu on Sunday to become the state with the second largest number of cases. Only Maharashtra with a total caseload of 1,39,010 stands ahead of Delhi. The western state has also reported the highest death toll at 6,531. The state government, considering the prevailing crisis, has told the Bombay High Court that it cannot permit holding of the pending Class 10 and Class 12 ICSE exams from July 2nd amid the pandemic. The decision was taken in a State Disaster Management Committee meeting held on June 22nd through video conference under the chairmanship of the Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre. A similar decision was taken for not conducting the university exams as well. Following Maharashtra and Delhi, Tamil Nadu remains at the third spot amongst the states. The state recorded more than 2,000 positive cases in the last 24 hours, bringing its tally to 64,603. Among these, Chennai alone recorded more than 1,000 positive cases, bringing the city's total to 44,205. The state's death toll is at 833. In light of the growing number of cases, the state government has enforced a seven-day lockdown in Madurai from today. Over 1,400 corporation officials in the district will carry out door-to-door surveys for 300 households each to identify residents with symptoms of COVID-19 and help detect the virus early. More than 100 mobile fever clinics have been set up in each zone to carry out tests, while contact tracing teams have been deployed to collect details of patients and their primary and secondary contacts. Down South, Telangana too has become a concern lately. It is likely to emerge as one of the biggest trouble spots in the country in the next few days, as the state discovered almost 3,500 cases in the last one week due to the ramping up of testing. The state currently has over 9,000 cases. Given the increasing number of fresh cases and casualties due to COVID-19 in Bengaluru, Karnataka's Health Minister, B. Sriramulu, has hinted of a complete lockdown in the city soon if the need arises. After visiting KC General Hospital in the city on Tuesday, Sriramulu said, and I quote, The number of cases in the city are on the rise in the last few days. If the same situation continues, Bengaluru might be put under lockdown yet again, unquote. Bengaluru now has 458 active containment zones as notified by the local civic body. Meanwhile, the state's caseload is close to hitting the 10,000 mark. In news from West Bengal, senior Trinamool Congress leader Tamanosh Ghosh died in a hospital in West Bengal this morning. 60-year-old Ghosh had tested positive for COVID-19 in the last week of May. He was a three-time MLA from the Falta Assembly constituency in South 24 Parganas district. The state currently has a total of over 14,000 cases. 
The death toll in Bengal is at 580. Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee held an all-party meeting today to discuss the pandemic situation in the state. As many of you might know, Yoga Guru Ramdev's Patanjali Ayurved Limited on Tuesday launched what they claimed was the first Ayurvedic medicine to cure COVID-19. At the launch event in Haridwar, Ramdev claimed that the coronal tablet, Swasarivati and Anutaila had shown 100% favorable results during clinical trials on COVID-19 patients. Giving details, the yoga guru said that a clinical control study had been done in Delhi, Ahmedabad, Meerut and other cities. During the trial, he claimed 69% patients recovered in 3 days, while the recovery rate over a period of 7 days was 100%. However, the Ayush Ministry has sought details about the medicine from Patanjali and has directed the company and Baba Ramdev to stop advertising such claims. The extraordinary claim made Baba Ramdev and Patanjali dominate news channels yesterday. At a time when the entire world is scrambling to develop medicines and vaccines for this deadly virus which has killed more than 4.6 lakh people globally, Patanjali's claim of finding a cure can be misleading and dangerous. But instead of seriously questioning it or putting any disclaimer, most channels gave ample space to Ramdev to promote his products. To find out how news channels covered the issue last night, read a piece by Meghnath on our website. It is titled "Why is the media not questioning Baba Ramdev's miracle coronavirus cure?" However, the problems did not end with the coverage alone. No big media house has investigated into the veracity of Ramdev's tall claims. This is where the importance of an independent media organization comes in and News Laundry being one such platform decided to dig deeper into the matter. When our correspondent Basant Kumar investigated Patanjali's claim, some startling facts emerged. For example, we found that the trial conducted to determine the effectiveness of coronal was flawed. Patanjali administered the medicine to suspected patients, not confirmed, and then claimed that they had tested negative. Even the chief medical officer of Meerut, one of Patanjali's purported testing grounds, said that the claim was wrong. The claims are questionable and yet to be proven, and likewise the government has distanced itself from approving it. But news channels which should have probed the matter have largely failed in their job. Wonder why? The answer is Patanjali's enormous influence as a brand and as an advertiser. Even on Tuesday, several channels carried ads by the company. The logic is quite simple. When channels are dependent on Patanjali's ad money, how will they ever question it? And that is why we at News Laundry do not take any advertisements from either the government or any corporations. We believe in continuing our work without such external influences and hence depend solely on subscription of our listeners, viewers and readers. We believe when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served, but when the public pays, the public is served. To support our work, go to our website newslaundry.com and check out the different subscription packages. The minimum one starts at 300 rupees a month only. Back to the news of the day, the Indian Council of Medical Research or ICMR on Tuesday revised its COVID-19 testing strategy to include all symptomatic individuals in every part of the country. The strategy as of May 18th advised testing symptomatic individuals but restricted it to those in hospitals containment zones and hotspots and contacts of confirmed covid-19 cases. This also included healthcare and frontline workers and those with a history of international travel. This is the first time that testing has been advised for symptomatic individuals without any qualifiers. Officials of the ICMR said today that over 73 lakh samples have been tested for COVID-19 in the country so far. 
On Tuesday, it also validated the 1,000 testing laboratory, ramping up the capacity for detection of COVID-19 in the country. Currently, 3 lakh samples can be tested per day according to the Apex Health Research Body. Of the 1,000 COVID-19 testing laboratories, 730 are in government setups, while 270 are in the private sector. Moving on to some international updates on coronavirus. Globally, the total number of COVID-19 infections has touched the 9.2 million mark. This includes a death toll of 477,807. The United States continues to top the global charts with more than 2.3 million cases and over 121,000 deaths. The US is followed by Brazil and Russia. Several federal health officials have warned that the United States should brace for a second wave of infections in the fall and winter this year. Robert Redfield of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said, and I quote, We are going to experience significant coronavirus infections in the fall and winter. Other respiratory viruses follow a usual pattern of resurgence during the cold weather months when people are likelier to be indoors, making it easier to transmit infection. Unquote. The fear of a surge has also been expressed elsewhere. Tokyo Governor Yuriko Koike on Wednesday said that the state is to record quite a large number of new coronavirus cases after a cluster of infections emerged from an office. He said clusters in workplaces have become a big problem lately as the testing results are still awaited. New clusters like the one from the area known for Japanese nightlife is adding to the new number of cases in the country after it started reopening. Colombia has extended its lockdown until July 15th in order to curb the spread of the virus. President Ivan Duke said this in a night broadcast on Tuesday. The lockdown, which was declared in late March, was due to lift on July 1st. The Andean country has reported more than 73,000 cases of coronavirus and over 2,000 deaths. Libya has reported its biggest daily rise in coronavirus infections and deaths, raising fears that a major outbreak could overwhelm its health system. The North African nation has been left in shambles by nine years of conflict. Libya's National Centre for Disease Control announced 639 total virus cases, including 17 fatalities. With little testing, experts believe that the number could be far higher. The country's caseload has more than quadrupled in the last few weeks. With infections in South Africa crossing the 100,000 mark and death toll nearing 2,000, epidemiologist and head of the COVID-19 Ministerial Advisory Committee, Salim Abdul Karim, has warned that the worst of the pandemic is yet to come in the country. The infections and deaths have doubled in the last fortnight. This happened after the lockdown regulations introduced three months ago were further eased to allow more businesses to open to save the faltering economy and address the rising unemployment. In an interview with the Associated Press, the UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres criticised the total lack of international coordination in tackling the COVID-19 pandemic. Guterres warned that the go-at-it-alone policy of many countries will not defeat the coronavirus. What needs to be done is to make the countries understand that by acting in isolation, they are creating the situation that is getting out of control. And that global coordination is key. Moving on to some non-coronavirus news. Four MLAs of the National People's Party, who had withdrawn support from the Bharatiya Janata Party-led coalition government in Manipur last week, were flown to Delhi on Tuesday to resolve the political instability in the state. The development came two days after Meghalaya Chief Minister and NPP National President Konrad K. Sangma and Assam Finance Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma visited Manipur's capital Imphal to stop the Congress from forming a government. 
Sarma is the convener of the Northeast Democratic Alliance, a BJP-headed forum of regional parties in the region. The NPP is a constituent of this forum. However, the political crisis could not be resolved and the MLAs were flown to Delhi in a chartered flight with Sarma and Sangma for further discussion with senior BJP leaders. Meanwhile, adding to the political drama, the CBI on Tuesday summoned Congress leader and former Manipur Chief Minister Okram Ibobi Singh in connection with an FIR registered in November 2019 for alleged misappropriation of state government funds worth 332 crore rupees. Singh is leading the bid to topple the BJP-led government as last week he staked claim to form an alliance government. The BJP government was reduced to a minority in the 60-member House after nine MLAs from three different parties, including BJP, and one independent withdrew support and joined Congress on June 17th. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, the coronavirus pandemic has put the news media in a crisis. Already struggling with falling revenues and eroding credibility, the media has now been left to battle for survival by the raging global pandemic and its economic fallout. Is there a way out of this crisis? If there is, where does it lead? To discuss the challenges facing news media and how they can be dealt with, News Laundry organized a webinar in partnership with Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. Abhinandan Sekri of News Laundry was joined by Rasmus Kleiss Nielsen, who is the director of the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism and also a political communication professor at the University of Oxford. Other panelists included Ritu Kapoor, who is the co-founder of The Quint and a member of the board at the Reuters Institute, Anand Goenka, who is the executive director of the Indian Express, and Avinash Pandey, the CEO of the ABP News Network. Drawing from their long experiences, each of them spoke at length on the subject. To learn more about the discussion, go to our website newslaundry.com and watch the webinar. That's all for today. Have a great day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.